I'm Carol Pelletier-Radford, and you're listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. On this podcast, I'll share encouraging lessons I've learned through a long career in education, and I'll interview other teachers and leaders so they can share their wisdom with all of us. This series of the Teaching with Light podcast is titled Teacher Stories. Each of the 10 episodes introduces you to a practicing classroom teacher who will share a story that influenced them in some way. So the title of the podcast today is Follow Your Heart. And what I mean by follow your heart is it could be your intuition, your inner voice, Uh, What is speaking to you when you make a decision? And this uh, particular podcast is about making the decision to become a teacher, which which is really a big decision. And this podcast is one teacher's story of her journey into teaching and what her heart had to do with it, what her intuition guided her to do. I'm here today with uh, Kathleen Pimentel, a fourth grade teacher, and she says it's okay for me to call her Kathy, and she's going to share her journey into teaching, And um, but before we begin with some of the questions that I've prepared for her, I just want to give us a context that we all know there are many ways to enter the teaching profession. And some of us choose more a more traditional route. Like I always knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was a little kid. And that route meant going to the teacher's college and doing student teaching and then getting my own classroom. And then some teachers with whom I've worked over the years are career changers. And they come to teaching later in life. Maybe they were advised out of teaching for variety of reasons. And then uh, uh, later in life, they their heart is just saying that they want to be a teacher, and then they change there. And then there's another category of people um, called paraprofessionals. And they actually enter the classroom uh, in a in another way, because they're working in the classroom with a with a teacher who is certified to teach, and they're assisting. And sometimes these paraprofessionals see in themselves and have guided to become that teacher of record themselves. So this this is a story that we're all going to be part of today. Listening to Kathy's story of how she began this journey into teaching a little bit later in life, not in that traditional way as a college student out out of high school. So Kathy, thank you for joining us and being with us. How are you today? I'm good, very good. So let's begin with, uh, why did you decide to become a paraprofessional? Because that seems in your story, the first step into the classroom. Can Can you tell me about that? Mm-hmm. I was um, at first a stay-at-home mom, which I absolutely loved, but I was also very active um, with my student, with my own children and their schools. So I used to volunteer all the time. And then um, one of the principals asked me if I would be interested in applying for a paraprofessional job. And I said, 
Sure. <laughs> did, did you know what a paraprofessional was or did? Or like, what, what, what did it surprise you? Yes, actually, I, I kind of had to ask. <laughs> and yeah. she says, <laughs> like a teacher's aide, it's pretty much what you're doing in the classroom right now. And I was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and how long did you stay in that role as a paraprofessional? Um, for about 15 years. Wow. So you were committed to it. What was it like? What, what did you enjoy about being the paraprofessional? How did that fit in your life? Well, it was a perfect fit because I still had... Um, children home one and I had a couple in elementary junior high and then in high school so it worked well um with my schedule when they were out of school I was out of school we went to school the same time so when they came home I was home so it worked out perfectly for me oh, that sounds great and I think that is a good fit and then one day someone approached you uh, was it the principal um, about this new program called JET, Journey into Education and Teaching? And um, what what happened? How did this change your life? <laughs> Actually, um, I was approached like three times. Three um, times? Oh, my God. Three oh. times. First time was with my vice principal. And... You know, he told me about journey into education and about, you know, going back to school to be a teacher. And I thought, oh, no, not not at my age, because I was in my mid 40s, let's say. And um, so I kind of dismissed it. Then my principal called me into the office and and she approached me and talked about the same thing about journey into education. And if I would it's something that she thinks I should have should follow. So she got me thinking about it. And then finally, the teacher I was working with um, approached me and she said, you know, I really think you should because I think you would make a very good teacher. And that's how I, be I began. And I went to a meeting um, about journey into education and to see what it was all about. And I was approached by Joanne, Joanne Gracier. And I was telling her my main reason was going back to school at my age. And she said, but what, what else are you going to do for the next five years? <laughs> and I thought, oh, I don't think I'm doing anything. So I might as well go back to school. <laughs> that was great advice. So, so many people saw something in you, Kathy, that maybe you didn't see in yourself. Now, I, I, know the program had kind of some perks that the financial what were there was there some motivation there that funding that could make this easier for you it wasn't just oh, going that, back to school say a little bit about the program oh that was uh uh truly truly a big help was financially um like i said i you know i still had children at home and with regular you know, bills as they are, um, Jet provided through the Power Professional Grant or avenue for me to go back to school. So, you know, financially, that wasn't a roadblock for me. That is, I think that's a wonderful program. And I'll say a little bit more about 
how to get more information at the end of this podcast. The other thing that I wanted you to highlight, when you went to the meeting, uh, I understand that it was a, a community college and the university and the school district that were partnering. And the purpose of the, this goal was to nominate people in schools as a pathway into creating uh, an education pathway in urban districts. So great teachers would be teaching in these urban schools. But what was the program like? How how did you work and take classes at night or the weekends? Or what was the plan that you were signing off into? Yes, I would still stay wor- you know, working during the day. It, it was a lot of work, a lot of work. But, you know, I had the support of my family. Um, I had the support of my teachers and the administration so so lots of challenges that you had to actually look at each challenge separately and really through what I'm hearing from you is we'll hear a little more as the challenges went along to be resilient to overcome them but you knew what you were getting into you you signed off for something that you knew was a challenge and how long yes, I mean, did yes, when I signed you? on, I didn't actually know what I was getting into. Oh, okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, on paper, everything looks, you know, great until you start living it. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, for me, it was one day at a time. That's how I got through um, my journey was one day at a time. If I looked too far ahead, I would, you know... I would get myself nervous or frustrated. So, you know, one day at a time, one lesson at a time, one semester at a time. Yes, for five years. For five years, yes. When you look back and you see how you had to be resilient through the, this day-to-day challenge, what, what do you notice about yourself? How did you manage to do that balancing? What kept you focused on the prize, which was graduating with a teaching degree. And then later I hear a master's degree. What was that resilient part of you that you, you saw in yourself through this? Um, I was just persistent, um, patient with myself. I try to not be too hot on myself. You know, we're human. And I just tried to do my best each and every day. I love that. What about, you were part of a cohort. And how how did your cohort help you to survive and be resilient through this five-year journey? You probably got to know each other pretty, pretty well. How many people were there? And just share a little bit about your cohort and maybe your professors and how that university part supported you to to complete this and become a teacher i i i can tell you right now i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the cohort and the support i had from the women there a lot of us were paraprofessionals and we were going um following the same route into teaching so there was a i want to say that maybe there was about a dozen or so of us if not a little bit more and we would help each other 
we a lot of times we'd have be in the same classes so we would help each other with homework we'd have study groups um we'd meet each other in the parking lot and walk into class together um we also learned because i was part of cohort two i didn't join cohort one but we learned a lot from them so they were kind of like the guinea pigs a little bit so <laughs> our, co our cohort kind of um, piggybacked off of them and had it probably a little bit easier than cohort one as far as you know how many classes to take in one semester Yes, because you had the workload and you were working in the family. So as you said, the balancing act. So I'm sure there were tears and maybe you saw some challenges that others were facing. D did you notice other people's challenges were similar to yours or did some people yes. have it harder? I think a lot of our challenges were very similar. A lot of us, you know, um, had families. We were working. Um, I had it a little bit easier because my children weren't as young. Okay. Some of them had very small children, which I don't know how they did it to this day, but my okay. children were pretty self-sufficient. That's wonderful. I'd like to ask you um, about the your gifts and talents. I know I asked you about what other people saw in you and your and and your relationship with students, clearly the principal wanted to nominate a future teacher by what um, that relationship, but what, what comes to mind? Um, could you share a few things that come to mind that make you the teacher, that special teacher that you love to be? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I think I bring a love of learning to my students. Um, I love learning, you know, new things and new ways and concepts of teaching. And I think I bring that to them that I'll run in the room and say, oh, I just learned a new way to teach, you know, multiplication. And they're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just show them that you can constantly be learning. Um, and I also think I, I bring a sense of security to my classroom I want them to know it's a place where it's okay to make mistakes. I make them and I expect them to make them and learn from them. And that's how we, you know, life is and we move on from there. As you look back on your journey, are there any regrets or any, I mean, how long have you been teaching now? You 15 years as a para and five years as five a years so this is a 20-year journey really <laughs> into teaching uh any regrets any thoughts um no i i i love what i'm i'm doing i love that i had this opportunity um i feel blessed um and like i say i i feel like you know if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that pretty much sums up how I feel right now. Oh, that's beautiful. I think your family had uh, some, uh, I'm going to insert this here, a funny story. Didn't they start making fun of you because you like work so much? What, what's that little um, story you we shared were, with me? 
um, one night we were watching TV and there was a commercial that came on and I can't really remember what the commercial was about, um, but a person would pull into a parking lot, parking space and then literally run into the building because they loved working so much. And so that's what they started teasing me about. That's my, that's my, that's my. <laughs> running to work. Most people are running away from work. <laughs> so what's next for you What um, in your teaching journey? is What, what is next? Um. I'm, I'm really happy with what I'm doing right now. Um, the only thing I've pretty much added is I'm also mentoring um, to others that are going through the um, JET program also. Oh, that's wonderful. So now they have the benefit of all of these cohorts helping them to be resilient and not, not give up because because they see the proof that you can become a teacher and that you can get your bachelor's degree and move on to your teaching certificate. And it sounds like you got your master's degree too after that. Yes, I did. Wow. Yes, I was enrolled in a dual degree program. So that's, I got it all done at once. <laughs> oh, Kathy, that's fabulous. So do you have any advice for our listeners um, who might be reflecting on their own story into teaching because um, we've we've all been in the field for a while or maybe they know somebody who they think has potential to be a teacher. What, what advice can you give us? I just think um, you need to, you know, well, I'm sorry, follow your heart. Yes. <laughs> I think you need to follow your heart. It's funny how... Um, life offers these opportunities. I mean, I never thought when I was, you know, young and playing school at home that I would actually have a classroom of my own, but the way life happened and the opportunities that were afforded me, it brings me to where I am. So, um, like I said, take advantage of these opportunities and journey into teaching is, is a big step and that can help you accomplish your dreams. Oh, Kathy, thank you for sharing your love story. And I'm always going to see you running into the building from the possible <laughs> now, that, now that I have that image. <laughs> so in closing, thank you to all our listeners. Thank you, Kathy, for sharing your story, your wisdom, and your resilience to overcome all of those many balancing acts and stick with it. Have that persistence and patience to lead you to the goal and ultimately to give our students a teacher who believes in them and can help them feel safe and secure in their classrooms. And thank you to all our listeners for being with us today to witness Kathy's story. And if you would like to learn more about JET and a paraprofessional program that's offered and to see how that's organized, you can go to the website jetintoteaching.org and find out more about it and how you might get some grants for your paraprofessionals in your schools and states across the country. So the closing affirmation for this podcast is, my heart leads the way. So I encourage all of you to take notice of when your heart is speaking to you. Usually it's something important that we need to pay attention to. 
And for our listeners who have been teachers for many years and are reflecting on their journey into teaching, this might bring you back to your heart and your positive and your hope, because after many years in teaching, sometimes we um, kind of, we lose that that connection. And there may be another role in education, uh, a mentoring role or a leadership role that's it's all part of teaching. So listen to your heart right now and see where you can contribute to help all of our students be successful. Uh, please join us again for our next episode in Stories of Resilience. And that podcast is going to be titled Bloom Where You're Planted. And so <laughs> we meet again. This is Carol signing off. And thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. For more wisdom and inspiration, you can purchase the Teaching with Light book at corwin.com forward slash teaching with light. That's corwin.com forward slash teaching with light.